Welcome back to the Freedman Podcast. We've been on hiatus for the last two weeks. We've been in lockdown. That generally doesn't stop us. But uh, we've been on lockdown for eight weeks, mate. Yeah, that's true. Well, last week you had to go buy a cat or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, has it been has it been eight, eight weeks, eight months, or eight years? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm starting to lose track of time. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Yep. Can you imagine if we didn't have the technology that we have today, we wouldn't be able to record podcasts, we wouldn't be connected in the world, you know? Yeah. Look, I'm, today I was really significantly reminded of one of the best articles I read when the global financial crisis was happening and everybody kept talking about how it was like akin to the Great Depression. And yeah. then there was oh, yeah. a great football writer who was basically saying, I'm pretty sure in the Great Depression you couldn't go into, into weight rows. Uh, the supermarket and choose from 12 different types of butter. So I think we should probably get some fucking context. And uh, as the person who is locked down um, but has just discovered that Barney's uh, craft beer place is indeed within five kilometres of my house just, and I walked into that wonderland and picked from the candy store of beers, um, you know, I I both complain and then retract my complaint immediately and go, everything's fine. It's not exactly Soviet Russia, is it? <laughs> it's really not, is it? It's not. I mean, it's becoming it, but right now it's still good. <laughs> Obviously, the the last the last few days has been horrible. Hor- you know, horrible footage of coming out of Afghanistan. Oh my god! Um, and I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shed any make make any fun of that. But I will say that I had a couple. Almost, but- you will. You, <laughs> your time is coming. But um, the the what happened almost as instantaneously as we were getting footage from. Uh, you know, there's, there's incredible scenes in Afghanistan. Um, we were getting things on social media where people were already putting comparisons of, you know, what we're saying is a you know dictatorship and we're losing freedom and saying, well, at least we don't live in Afghanistan. It's suddenly become the whole thing. If you speak to people about being in lockdown, suddenly everyone's like, yeah, but we could be living in Afghanistan and everyone's, yeah, yeah, yeah that that is perspective, I suppose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny how quickly all the anti-vaxxers became military strategists overnight. <laughs> So true, so true. Uh, no, no, terrible. Look, let's let's ignore that for now. Let's let's kick. It has been two weeks since we caught up, uh, boys. What have you been up to, Phil? What's what's been uh, what's been making you manly over the last two weeks? Oh, well, so my manly feat of the two weeks, and I actually think this has been Herculean, and, and oh. I haven't I haven't been able to say that often, as you know, most more often than not, it's it's more of a mocking uh, manly feat of the week. But I've been truly Herculean, which is that I. I completed set week seven and eight of a lockdown, and at this yep. point, I'm still bathing regularly. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just feel like, you know what, I wake up in the morning and I think to myself, there's there's nothing or no one that's expecting me to do this. Nobody I'm going to see <laughs> who's going to smell what I might become, but yeah. I'm just going to get up and show up as though it's not a lockdown every day anyway. You're doing it for you at this point. I'm, I'm doing it for me. Because yeah. because a real man shows up for himself every day, my friends. So that's you what do I'm doing. Live, you do live with someone, right? Well, yeah, but you know, she she hasn't been. <laughs> <laughs> she has. <laughs> now, now you say bathe. So, am I? Am, are we talking literal the literal sense, or are we talking a shower? Oh, look, I I wash myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> But we all make our own prize what a handful of KFC wet wipes can achieve, my friend. <laughs> From the KFC Rockdale. <laughs> Hot spot extraordinaire. Hey, now COVID free. Oh, Four days and counting. <laughs> anyway. Very good, Phil. Uh, good. You, you clean yourself, Phil. Well done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nothing wrong with that, mate. I'll wash it up, myself I with a rag on a stick. And so, okay, line so up, I'm ladies. A- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Phil. Uh, so I'm at, the, I'm at the park Monday afternoon, okay? I'm taking my daughter for a walk. It's just the two of us. We're keeping our distance. Masks on, all of that. I look down to the oval and there there are eight blokes playing tackle footy in the park just on Monday. Now, first of all, Playing footy with your mates, usually pretty manly. Secondly, I don't think we've got a chance of beating this thing. (laughs) I used to think maybe it's Delta, you know, maybe it's just really virulent. No, there's just a bunch of people out there that have absolutely no intention of doing the right thing. There would never for a second be an option to make any kind of sacrifice. My attitude changed that day. I got to say, I thought we were in this together, but I now just think there's plenty of people just in it for themselves. So I thought about this and decided, you know, this time I'm the manly one. Those guys are out there. They can thumb their nose at the rules. They can kick the ball, muck around. And I'm no stick in the mud. You know, you know me. You think these hands have been soaking in ivory liquid? <laughs> but in, uh, in our own current situation, the manliest thing you can do, I reckon, this time around, is to follow the rules, protect yourself and your family, give those who have had their jobs completely ass-fucked by the lockdown a chance to get back into it by November. Please. Be a man, take care of each other, and follow the fucking rules. Oh, so your 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 manly feat is is to show how other people can be a man. I I, I don't know about you, Phil, but I thought at some point when he was that watching wasn't these what people, I was saying. <laughs> what my was manly it? feat was my manly feat was to say that right now the manliest thing you can do is follow the rules. Wear yeah, your yeah, mask. Do no, not be I mean. out there playing eight eight aside yeah. tackle footy in the park. That's what I mean. Like you're redefining, you're selling the way to be a man is to follow the rules. It's yeah, not, yeah. not to go out and, there and be a sport. And I think for Adzo, what, what we've got to really recognize here is that this is the first time he's, and I think it's probably true of all of us, I think it's the first time he's ever walked into a park and seen a bunch of blokes playing rugby and thought, I'm actually the manliest person here. <laughs> um, so they gave you that moment, Adzo. And in a way, that's manly. Well, that's exactly <laughs> my point. I thought he would get. I, I I don't know about you, Phil. I I thought at some point there when he yes. talked about witnessing this and, and you know maybe his 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 blood boiling just a little bit. Yep. I thought he was gonna. Oh, I thought, was angry. Don't worry I about was, that. Is this, are you gonna get into a brawl? Are you dobbing yeah. these guys in? Are yeah. you are you almost saying you know fuck it? I'm I'm just I'm gonna live my own life and that's the manliness that I can be. I didn't know which way you were gonna go down, but you went down the path of the right. I, I kept my distance and then I, I sort of huffed and puffed a little bit. <laughs> oh, these sub bastards went, oh Jesus. And then you know, I quietly scurried away when they looked towards of, me. It kind of so I said kiss my asphalt. Yeah. So I said kiss yeah. my asphalt. The, the only thing that upsets me about Adzo actually explaining what he did was that the way he told that story, I just imagined that scene from Kingsman where they're like, oh, yes. Yep. He comes in and then he just basically <laughs> murders a whole church full of people. And uh, <laughs> I've always thought of Adzo as somebody who might well do that at some stage. Might commit murder. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's where my head was going. But now I know you just simply said, kiss my asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Nice work, Adam. Uh, all right. Mine was I became a father again. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I. Uh, you have been yeah, busy you- in the lockdown. Your gym sock made. finally gave birth, did it? <laughs> uh, yesterday, um, <laughs> we uh, we took in two little kittens. Um, so Ooh. the Friedman family is now bigger. Um, we got little little Miss Sparkle, is what Mateo Aww. named the girl. And Cooper, as in Cooper Trooper, K-O-O-P-A, yeah, awesome. is the little boy. 
Um, nice. Birthday presents for uh, for Kobe, who's wanted uh, a cat for a very, very long time. It's yes. been a, a long time since I've, I've lived with a pet. Uh, and, and it's funny, I had this sort of sinking feeling, I, I suppose just before they arrived that, you know, as a father, as someone who's, you know, gone through the last six years of nappy changing and sleepless nights, you know, the idea of having something young and babyish back in the house, I guess it's almost like a little sort of PTSD, uh, PTSD, <laughs> like just, oh God, these ki- these kittens are going to be up at night. I'm going to have to teach them. And then I forgot, no, cats are pretty self-sustainable. Cats just work it out. <laughs> First night, they just slept, slept in their own little tent. They already know how to use the litter box. And then I have to, <laughs> so I guess I'm questioning my own manliness. Why did I have kids? <laughs> What 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 was the point? I, I mean, animals kind of do it all. And yeah. honestly, I think to myself, like I question the manliness of humanity as a whole because, like, cats just come out of the womb ready to go. They got it all figured out. And okay. what do we 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 take eighteen years to figure this shit out? I it's mean, weird. We're a bit slow. It's weird. We're a bit yeah. slow. Let's be you, honest. You put you put a two week old puppy in the yard in the rain, and he'll come inside. You do that with a kid. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> that, I don't, that sounds like he's tested that out I don't <laughs> want to know how you know that You're getting a very angry phone call from your wife that afternoon <laughs> It was a science <laughs> experiment <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, so no. the Friedman family is bigger I'm now, uh, I'm now the, the head of the family of uh, a wife uh, Two young boys and two young cats So there's yeah. a lot of living creatures in this household at the moment. Well, and I think the best thing about this, Tristan, is that at last you're not the only animal in the house. <laughs> Hey-o. Hey-o. <laughs> All right, Phil, let's kick things off. From the fat team to you, this is the Freedman Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. All right. Well, we're joining us again. We're, we're honoured to to have Matt Brown join us from uh, the Craft Beer Crew uh, Facebook community. Yeah, welcome uh, back, Matt, Matt. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Welcome back, son. <laughs> hey, Phil. Uh, I'd I'd love to say uh, remember when you were on our pod and we were in lockdown and it just all seemed like you know the world <laughs> had gone to shit. Nothing's changed too much, it, it would appear. But the one thing that has remained constant is the delicious craft beers. Just keep getting... Pre- God bless those craft beer makers. Yeah. They are Indeed. doing God's work. There are oh, two- because craft beer is delivering in more ways than one right now. Oy. Absolutely. There are two absolute certainties in our reality at this point in time, and that is that there is a new image of the apocalypse every week <laughs> and a new brew from Bacchus. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not saying they're causing each other, but someone should take a look. <laughs> Matt, roundabout, mate. Matt, I've got a question for you. I, no, I yeah. do, I do notice that um, you know, as we've delved into this, and, and we are doing Homabi, and, and you know, regular listeners, we're about to get into our hero of the week and our dad joke of the week as well. But just quickly. Um, because we're morphing here, hold my beer into this segment. I do notice that you know Bacchus, uh, Mountain Culture, you know, and I'm sure uh, many other um, craft breweries, they seem to produce different beers. Just at, I, I don't know how people keep up. I mean, Matt, what's? How do you not feel overwhelmed? Oh, um, it's hard because I, I I got FOMO. Yeah, I buy a lot of stuff, um, and you, you kind of just there's some things that. You need to sit back and go, hey, I don't need to try everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if that if I don't have that beard, the world I'm not going to lose anything. I'm not going to. The, the problem is running a Facebook page where people go, "Oh my god, I've had this beer and it's amazing." Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. and you, you, so you look at it and you're like, "Crap, it's all sold out." And then you've got to go, "Oh, where do I find this? How do I?" Uh... <laughs> and, and especially lockdown, yeah. That is, that is, uh, you know, I love being part of the community and, and getting more involved. I will say that my one criticism of the page is that everybody just seems to love the beers that they have. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, 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 for once I want to see someone just, you know, put up a review of a beer that says, open this beer, didn't like it, was a it, piece it of shit. And then, does it? I, I could be it, that person. It, I don't know. It, it, it happens from time to time. It's, it's a rarity because <laughs> people don't often buy beers that they don't like. Yeah. Or from breweries that they are un- unsure of, but there's one main rule in the group that if you don't like something, you need to say why. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was yeah. a page in the there was in the early times. People saying, oh, "I don't like this beer. It's crap." And you go, "But why?" Because the, in the page there are brewers and the owners of breweries, people that made it, people that sold it, and they're going to go, well, "Why don't you like it? Did we do something wrong?" Like some mm-hmm. batch of the beer. Um, can get infected some mm-hmm. um yeah and that that can happen you, you can have a a bee that a bug got into in the package line or something like that and it's just referments in the can and then there's a product recall because there's cans exploding on people's um beer sure. racks um yeah and it's, well, it's, well did you just say beer rack this is a new concept beer rack beer shelf beer, beer i love it i yeah. saw beer storage you, you I, know, do, I do. Not you know you're a redneck a... when your gun rack has a gun, <laughs> a gun rack on it, gun. and you know you're an alcoholic when your beer rack has a beer rack on it. <laughs> I sort of feel like Tristan. I, I, you've hit the nail on the head with with the CBC page in the sense that you, there there is this occasional negative review in them that it needs to be nuanced, much like our Norrie roll. You know, one yes, where sorry. we explained yeah. that we didn't particularly like it because it tasted mm. like a Japanese restaurant bathroom. Um, <laughs> but the the <laughs> For the most part, the page is like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes a food critic and he just loves it all. Yes, it is. <laughs> Everything's just about how great it is. And I'm like, I like that. I like that, Homer. And I you know what? Well, they're not wrong. They're not. They're, they're, no. they're really, yeah. not you know what? I'm That's- stepping up this week and I'm going to review the Bacchus Peanut Brittle Goze. Because is it Goze? Oh, man. Goze, yeah. Goze, tomato, yeah. tomato. Because I got to tell you, I had four sips of that and tipped it down the drain. I absolutely yep. hated it. It was really? too sweet, too peanutty. I, yep. I mean, I'm not a big like Reese's peanut butter cup kind of guy, so I don't mind peanuts. Well, I actually like peanuts. I'm kind of thinking about peanut chocolate, but there was just nothing I enjoyed about that beer. Tipped so, it out, poured wine on top of it till the taste went away. <laughs> so, do you like um, <laughs> Daryl Lee peanut brittle? I, I like peanut brittle. I love toffee. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I like peanut M&M's. I did not like yeah. this beer. I will have spoonfuls of peanut butter out of the jar. I did not like this well, drink. And that's absolutely just, fine. So it was too sweet, too much. Too... It was definitely, it was sickly sweet. But besides that, it had it had some kind of flavor that just did not work on my palate. Yeah. Something yep. peanutty, salty. Like peanut brittle should have a little bit of salt in it and a little bit of sugar Phil, in the peanuts. But there was Phil, something very don't. off about this drink. Phil, you're saying that you're saying something salty on your tongue that just I'm, doesn't I'm, taste right, and Phil's just biting his tongue. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to go there, Tristan. What I was going to say is this is the funny thing about like a really bad review, like tipped it down the drain review. I'm thinking to myself, I've got to see what this is about. 
I know, I know. You know it's, 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 so, it's so counterintuitive. It should be like, oh, okay, that's trash. I won't get that. But the, the stridents, the fact that you took three sips and then poured it down the drain, I'm like, I got to know. No, that's <laughs> and right. I got to yeah. know. Yeah, it's like when you read the review about the chicken wings so hot that they yep. spent the diet in the emergency ward. I'm like, yep. hmm, chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did somebody say ribs? <laughs> And by all means, Adam, feel free to post on CBC saying, "Look, I had this beer. I didn't like it because it's yeah. not a, it's not an echo chamber for, hey, this is good, and I only good things can be on here." Because that's just yeah. it doesn't create discussion. It doesn't create. It's just a a review page of everyone liking it, and doesn't become trusting. Um, and, and and you do get that FOMO. You do get that, uh, you know, guy. Okay, you know, I'm the same. I, I look at it and I go. I need to try that. I need to try that. But yeah. um, you know, I had the I had the peanut butter, the peanut brittle as well. And uh, you know, I, I do know where Adam's coming from. It was very sweet, and I, you know, I didn't enjoy it. I, I think I, I think when I first tried it, I think, I think I thought I was going to absolutely love it. And after a few sips, I was like, "This is very sweet." I, I drank it all. I'm not a you know, I'm a man. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, nice sideswipe. But uh, I think that's a good. I think that's a good uh, introduction into our beer of the week this week, yeah, which was recommended by uh, by you, Matt, and yeah. you introduced us to to Bacchus. And um, case in point of what you just said about FOMO, and I don't need to try everything. So Adam and I ordered uh, a case of uh, Bacchus. Um, I I also went to Barney's and picked up Bacchus when I saw it. I got very excited because I found out there was a stockist there. But then I ordered also ordered a, a case online because it's much cheaper and it got to my house very quickly. Um, and I had and no sooner had that case arrived at my house that Bacchus had put out another six different beers. And one, of, <laughs> and, and one of them included a Turkish Delight stout. And I'm a big oh, Turkish oh, Delight I'm fan. And I'm a Delight guy. And I'm not made of stone. Uh, now I haven't ordered it, but I you but I have will. sent I have sent um, <laughs> friends of mine, Adam, friends of ours, Adam and I, who live in Brisbane, to back us to go and try it, so they can go, yeah. they can actually tell us whether it's good or not. <laughs> if I can't Bacchus. taste it myself, I will taste it through my network. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, go on. So Bacchus is a very very interesting brewery. So a lot of breweries have hectolitre fermenters and these giant things, and they do one or two beers at a time. Yeah, the way I've heard Bacchus is set up um, is that it's got like six or seven fermenters that are like sixty liters. So they don't when they're brewing a big batch, they brew the same batch six different times, and then blend it all together. But it also lets them to do crazy out there weird shit. So they've got a an Uluru Red Ale which has got a kilo of powdered kangaroo meat. In it. What? They've got a chicken beef. They've got <laughs> Bacchus is out there with its weirdness. Yeah. Um, Jesus. But Sorry, because they've you... got so many from when they <laughs> do something, they can do it on a small scale and if it fails, they tip out sixty liters. Uh, you got to oh, no. give us a second to digest that Hold kangaroo on. meat one. I yeah. can see Phil yeah. still like looking around the room like Am I having a stroke or is <laughs> he just say kangaroo meat? I just you you're telling me there's a meat flavoured beer. It's got meat in it. Doesn't necessarily taste like meat. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm hearing this is a meat flavored beer. Um, <laughs> if you and- want a meat flavored beer, Gabs had a lamb souvlaki beer, oh, which shit. was brewed with uh, bone marrow in it, and it tasted exactly like a lamb souvlaki. That was from Willie the Boatman in Sydney. 
Holy no, shit. we like Willie. We're a Willie podcast. Yeah, we do. We love, we love Willie in our mouth. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so that, that kangaroo brew. Yeah. That, I know we've, we've mentioned the Simpsons a lot, but that, that literally is the, the Chinese restaurant. Is, is there any way that we can kill an animal to make your dining experience more pleasurable? That's just like <laughs> they've, they've, just, they've just put a dead kangaroo. As you said, it doesn't actually taste like meat or kangaroo. No. They've just put dead kangaroo in there for no reason. That's right. Just <laughs> be weird. With some, with some um, dried up elephant tusk sprinkles on there. <laughs> Tiger's dick. <laughs> and a couple of pandas on the side. <laughs> Okay, so we are okay. So shout out to Bacchus, you, 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 you oh, boys and gals are doing a great, great thing. I um, oh, love it. Matt's just cracked it open. So we are drinking tonight, tonight the white chocolate and raspberry pilsner. Um, and I, uh, I have strapped in already. I've been doing a couple of pre sips. Matt's mm-hmm. pouring her in. Um, oh, and the, loving the, sound the one thing there. I noticed with this, having having over the last few weeks really only drunken hazies and stouts, and, and I can see it's not just my can because I just saw Adam lift up his, there is absolutely no head to this. And, yeah. you know, it looks like I'm drinking, you know, like a black currant juice. And at first I or was a like... a cranberry or something, yeah. Yeah, and at first I was like, this isn't this isn't a beer, and I was a bit worried about it. And uh, <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Adam, what's your first thoughts? Uh, straight because you bat. didn't like the peanut butter, uh, peanut butter. Also, yeah, I, I didn't. But you know what? I don't have anything against sweetness. Mm. I, I, you know, I will drink very sweet drinks. I actually quite like if I if I go out dancing, I'm quite um, quite partial to getting a, a breezer, like a watermelon or an orange breezer, something really sweet, yeah, just to give me dancing. a little pep, keep yeah. me going. Um, <laughs> I don't hate sweet, but there was something in particular about that peanut brittle that I really just didn't agree with me. This I have no problem with. This is a yeah. little bit sweet. It doesn't feel as sweet. It's definitely got that raspberry flavor to it. I'm not getting a whole lot of white chocolate just yet. Um, but it's, I mean, it's really inoffensive. I'll, yeah. I'll say that, you know, I could probably, uh, feed this to a 14 year old and they'd have a great old time. Um, <laughs> But you're right. very man podcasters not condone uh, underage <laughs> drinking. Not as very as very little fizz, very little head. Um, a lovely rose coloured uh, liquid, and uh, yeah, it's got it's it's got raspberry, but it's also got something deeper in there. Well, I think it's the white chocolate. I think it's the chocolate. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. I think it. I think it's mixing quite nicely with it. It it, it offers that sort of that sort of sweet undertone. Yeah, but there's um, a little bit yeah. of a bitter edge under there. Yeah. That's the Pilsner. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Matt, what do you think? I get a bit of the white chocolate on the back. It's The raspberry smacks you in the face as soon as you have it. Very raspberry focused, which is good. But then as, as it goes in the back palate, I get um, a raspberry, uh, not a raspberry, a white chocolate-ness in the back. Hmm. As if I've just eaten a blo- uh, like a bar of white chocolate. You know how you eat that yeah. and you get like a little bit yeah. of a, uh, on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah um, that white chocolate that. aftertaste you get yeah. after a block of milky. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. It, I agree, it's not white chocolatey. It doesn't taste like white chocolate, but you get that white chocolateness. Uh, yeah, totally, um, totally. And and the one that I'm tucking into because I uh, my my limited my limited access to Bacchus and my doing everything at the last minute meant I got actually the white chocolate pilsner without the raspberry, and that's exactly the hit. It's sort of got, it's sort of got a porter like smoothness. At, at the beginning that is mm. clearly as a result of the the white chocolate, but it's not a white chocolate flavor hit. But then in the tail, 
is this same sensation you get in your mouth after you've had some white chocolate. Not the pure hit of sweetness, but yeah. that aftertaste of the white chocolate yeah. is so present in this. Um, is really it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and I'm yeah. really enjoying, in fact, because generally when I get this kind of flavoured beer, something sweet, something dessert-like, it's, it's either with a stout or a porter. And because this is a Pilsner, it's, it's, it's so much lighter while still having that weight of flavour. Almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I'm getting? You know yeah. what I'm getting? It's the vanilla bean. That's what I'm getting. It's, you know, when you have like, mm, yeah. I don't know if you were ever have like a, a cup full of vanilla essence because it smells so good, it's got to taste good, but it actually it tastes like, like really, yeah, yeah, it tastes like a, a fried camel's dick. But you, you have, it's like, that's really <laughs> strong, bitter flavor, beautiful smell, strong, bitter flavor. But it's, that's the flavor I'm getting. That little bit of vanilla essence of vanilla bean. At the very back of the at the very back of the sip. Are you, you saying that I mean? in like a good way? It's vanilla bean. No, in a good way. Something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not oh. not. You've taken a swig of vanilla essence and regretted no. it um, for the no, rest no, of no, your childhood. No, but when you take a swig of vanilla essence, it's so powerful. Like you, yeah. something smells so great, you think, "Oh, this will be sweet and, and smooth," but yeah. it's not. It's a real punch. This has got that little punch, but like scaled right yes. back down. But it's reminiscent of actually the taste of vanilla bean or vanilla essence. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a flavour of that in this one. Mm. So you might have remembered last time I was talking about the Gabs, the Great Australian Australian yeah. Year Spectacular. Yeah. And every every year that they do a Gabs, they have a People's Choice Award, so everyone can vote for what their favourite beer was. So um, you have tiny. 50 mil tasters of all these different beers, so 100 or so different beers, and they're all <laughs> weird out there beers. And this, this is like the blue was, cheese one you mentioned. Yeah, the blue cheese one. And, yeah. And the muscle and curry one, and the lamb oh, yeah. lucky one was a Gab's beer as well. Great. Okay. Um, but this was first off a Gab's beer in 2013, and it won the People's Choice. Um, so, right. Okay. This was the most voted for liked beer at the time, which is why I picked it. And I think Bacchus is the only brewery to win two uh, People's Choice Awards with with this and then later on with a Sex, Drugs and Rocky Road was their other video. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, that I, you know, and back in, when did you say that was back in 2013? 2013, according to the can. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, probably craft beer has come a long way and, and I think we've probably gone down Look, I'm enjoying this. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say like I need to order it again. I don't think it's. No. You know, it, it, it's. It's. There's absolutely nothing offensive about it. It's different. Uh, it's lovely. I, I have really moved, as you know, the guys know. I've moved into my hazies and my stouts. I, I had a. I think I, I messaged the boys. I had a the Helsinki Nights back oh, as the tropic tropical stout. Good. Yeah, uh, it tastes like a, a mint slice, but in stout yeah. form. Um, I just, didn't get that at all, but yeah, I loved but, it. That's because yeah. you're, you know, your taste buds. I mean, obviously, I, you know. <laughs> I will say the um, the s'mores, the desolation of s'mores, the desolation of s'mores, which I had last night. That was really, really fantastic. I, w- I, mean, I would easily get that again. That was brilliant. I mean, their naming is next level. Mm. Oh yeah, and, yeah. When I was looking through that Bacchus fridge at at Barney's, I'm like, oh my god, every single one of these is just. Like next level pun, not yeah. oh we've reached for any pun or a pop culture reference. Like yeah. they really, they've really whoever's coming up with those names, they really go deep to to match yeah. it to the yeah. beer flavor and all that sort of stuff. Cool. I was just like, you know, I did ask the guy how much would it cost to just take this entire fridge home, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, Auntie Gladys's um, COVID payment didn't quite cover it. 
I do love that the their fridge looks like you know when you go to a pharmacy and they've got the you know the vitamin um brands that sit in those special <laughs> oh, fridges. Yeah. Yeah. They've kind of got the 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 themed fridge near because I went into I went in there knowing that they were a stockist, couldn't see it anywhere, and I kind of just thought, oh, I've come all the way to Barney's. My kids are in the car waiting for me. You know, I'm one of those terrible fathers who left the kids <laughs> in the car while I went. Always do that to get the Classic. beers. I go in there. I've spent way yeah, too long in that. there, and. I got to the front and I go, mate, uh, just, you know, the only thing I was looking for was, was Bacchus, which I thought you guys had. And the guy just says, yeah, just turn around. And I look behind me. It's like, you know, mana, mana from heaven. That is, <laughs> that is exactly what happened to me today. I looked through this massive shop of all the beers and I'm like, where's the Bacchus? And he's like, it's right behind And me. you know what? That is so manly to not actually ask for help. Yes. Like whenever I go into a store or a supermarket and Lindy says, just ask someone like, no, I can do this. I can find this. Took me 10 fucking minutes. My kids would have had their father back 10 minutes earlier had I just asked <laughs> the attendant where the Bacchus beers were. So speaking of the names that Bacchus uh, do, they, they've done a Quentin Tarantino collection the past for the anniversary of, um, oh, so uh, I think, Pulp Fiction. Um, oh, yeah. They also, when the Olympics or no, the Commonwealth Games were on in Queensland, because it's based okay. in Queensland, yeah. they did a beer for all the countries and they also, they did a hemp beer for um, representing Bali or Indonesia. That oh, was, yeah. um, okay. Because uh, it was around the Bali Nine time. Um, oh. So... <laughs> That was their theme around there. They, they, wow, okay. They have some quite an interesting... Um, there must have been a dark uh, beer. <laughs> <laughs> that dark, dark humour. Yeah, very good. Yeah, look, I, I think, I think um, I'm enjoying the journey and, and you know, I, I, to your point before about FOMO, you know, I'm sort of sitting there picking Bacchus beers from their, from their online um, yeah. shop and... But then at the same time, I'm thinking, should I be doing this or should be I be buying Mountain Culture? You know, I had the, uh, I, I I I did post it on the on the site. I I had the um, Be Kind Rewind, uh, oh, which was geez, just yeah. unbelievable. And I very excitedly, I did a Zoom with some friends. It was a friend's fortieth on Saturday night, and a friend of mine was holding was drinking a Be Kind Rewind and. I was blown away. I said, mm. "You're drinking Be Kind Rewind Mountain Culture," and he was blown away that I knew exactly the the beer <laughs> that he's been drinking. Um, but you know, you just go through this journey of 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 how many beers are out there, and and should I, you know, there's you, there's so much you can just try alone at Bacchus, where and then you know times that by so many more breweries out there in Australia and indeed the world. It's it's right. kind of never ending, and it's super cool. But you get FOMO. Interesting with Be Kind Rewind, uh, there's a uh, application called Untapped that you might be familiar with, where you can check yes. in your ears and things. Um, and Be Kind Rewind is now rated the third best hazy in the world. Wow! Get out! Wow! Uh, it was amazing. Untapped. So Untapped has reviews every beer that everyone. It's a People's Choice Award. No, uh, there fantastic. is a a, um, a a weird math thing that they do for the averages, but it's the third best for hazy in the world. The third in the uh, world. Amazing, be amazing. What, what were the what were what were the top two? Do you know? Um, I think the so there's two, a number of American breweries. I think it was Monkish and Treehouse. Uh, yeah. So there's a beer called Julius, which um, uh, is a really, really, really good hazy. Yeah. Uh, and there was another Monkish beer. I think. Uh, don't quote me on that one. Oh, brilliant though. The Beer Cry and Rewind was actually. It was that was when I went. I got. I think I read about it. Or maybe my cousin had talked about it. Or I, I was at Barney's 
and um, I was looking through their treasure trove of beers, and they the Be Kind Rewind was sitting up in the top left of one of the fridges, at the very top shelf. There was only one of them left, and I just I, I just like oh I think I've heard of that, and I grabbed it and I opened it up that night, and I was just. This is this is this is a dangerous path because when you go down the <laughs> the path of a of trying to match a you know probably between a fifteen and eighteen dollar beer, that's yeah. an expensive. <laughs> that's an exp- Then you have other hazies and you go, this is good. Eh, it's not quite be kind rewind. Yeah. You know you're that's chasing. What is it? You're chasing the dragon. I'm chasing the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've you've pretty much you've climbed Mount Everest and you go okay, what's higher? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basically. And, and there isn't like what's the problem when you have when you start off with really really great beers, you've reached the finish yeah. line already, and you're like, and now any beer that you any hazy you have, you'll be comparing to that. Yeah, um, I know. and some hazies will be really really great and different tasting and fantastic out there, um, and some won't be. Um, That's why it's like it's like uh, when when. Jerry Seinfeld and Elaine are at the airport and there's one seat in coach and there's one seat in first class. And, <laughs> yeah. and Jerry says, I'll take the first class. And she goes, why should you take it? She's like, have you ever traveled in first class? No. Well, you don't know what you're missing out on then. Oh, so he has to line. take the first class. So good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, let's drink you our pills now. Um, you don't want to know. Oh God, I love her. Um, let's drink our pills now. <laughs> let's get into our hero of the week. Uh, right. So uh, let's let's show Matt what this is all about. So uh, you know what? I'll go first. I'll nominate my hero of the week. So we nominate Matt, and uh, and then we we tend to try and pick a winner, and then that winner goes on the website. Um, I'm going to nominate my hero of the week is uh, the um, the C17 Globemaster Three uh, oh, yeah. that flew out. Uh, over six hundred and forty people out of Afghanistan uh, on, and and obviously that the footage of that airplane is is shocking in its own right. Shocking. Take away the context of it, the 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 content of this uh, this little you know caboose that could pulling that many people crammed into it. You know when you think about it, just getting people out of dodge. Uh, yeah. I am nominating this aeroplane as, and sometimes Matt, we uh, we nominate, we've nominated in the past the rovers that go to Mars, or you know, yeah. in China and America, an or a well-named yeah. snowplow, or a new <laughs> So we, we don't nominate the people who made it; we nominate the machines themselves. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm nominating uh, the C-17 cargo aircraft that obviously went viral on social media. Um, he that plane is a hero. You know, obviously that you'd would like to do so much more, but to get those people out who obviously were desperate enough to basically leave everything behind and get on uh, on that plane, and then it obviously safely took off and safely landed. Um, it made me sort of research into what uh, the, the the most number of people on an aeroplane ever was, and it was set by uh, El Al, the uh, Israeli airline. Yep. Uh, back in, I believe, 1991, they put 1,088 passengers on a 747, um, taking oh, them out God. of Ethiopia. Uh, wow. So, you know, the C-17, uh, you haven't broken any records here today, uh, but you've still been still been pretty heroic. It was so, an incredible photo. You know, it went viral yeah. for, for every good reason. I remember seeing that photo and this wall-to-wall packed to the gills, this aeroplane, and then the top comment underneath it was the first Jetstar flight, Sydney to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I can see that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh dude. Oh, that's so quite so, uh, bad. so bad, but so good at the same oh, time. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, as again, I, I feel, I'm a guy to feel for these people. I feel for it. it was, it's been just a devastating week, but um, yeah, but I understand that too. Okay. Or you could just say a, a regular Jetstar flight based or regular Tiger Airways <laughs> flight. Tiger flight. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing it in Melbourne, 6 a.m. Oh. 6 a.m. Yeah, but it leaves at quarter past 10. R- All right, before R- we get R- darker. R- Tiger. Uh, <laughs> Phil. Phil, who are you nominating, boy? Look, uh, boys, my hero of the week um, is the little footballer who could. Oh, Lionel yeah. Messi. Uh, you know, a little, just a small football star, uh, not really that well known. Um, no, no getting his, getting his fairy tale move to Paris Saint Germain. Um, and honestly, there's just nothing, uh, no, there's no sporting fairy tale really quite akin, um, to watching a, uh, an absolute superstar, uh, leave his boyhood club after 20 years, uh, in search of a pile of money. <laughs> Surrounded by many beautiful women. It's a beautiful story to see someone leave $100 million a month behind and go to $120 million a month. Like, know, God bless right? that man. God bless Matt, him. Matt are, you a, uh, Matt, are you a sports guy? Uh, no. No, that's um, cool. Neither, have neither am I. That I have been watching um, on Netflix the Drive to Survive thing and I had a conversation oh, yeah. with someone the other day and I was like, I can't believe... Daniel Ricciardo has left this team, and da-da. and I'm sitting there and hang on, I just had a sports conversation. Mm. Yeah. I, I've never had a sports nice. conversation. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> it's, it's very exciting when you know that you have, when you know that you've been able to. Uh, I, well, can I, can I, can we go the opposite way then, Matt? Can I take a guess? Do you like the show The IT Crowd? Oh, you yes. watched it. I knew where it was going. So obviously, yeah, you I, know where he's, he's, he's got also the, my favorite show. So, he's know. got the technology where he knows how to speak the Arsenal, you know, we West Ham. Play last night. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's my that... hero of the week. You know, it's he's, he's gone across and, you know, it was really just enjoyable watching the sport that I love eating itself as all of the all of the really exciting news came out that oh my god check it out guys how great is this you know Messi's gone there and now uh Paris Saint-Germain's uh Instagram account has 20 million more followers how good is that and I'm just like is it is it so, you, so, so, <laughs> or, so I or think, am I, I literally think... watching the thing I love die in front of my eyes I don't so know. what Phil's done here Matt is he's needed to get this off his chest yeah. And so he's Didn't somehow appropriate segment turned so this into he's... hero of the week by by making Lionel. You just yeah, you're hey, a hero of the week. Rules, by the way, you can do that. <laughs> you can absolutely. It's it's no holds barred. So, but what he's done is he's he's turned it around. He's worked he's worked the magic that he always does, and it's what we love Phil for. <laughs> but basically, his nomination is a guy who's left. Who's basically the anti-hero of the week. And, and honestly, uh, I, it's all I, about context, Tristan. In a week in which the Taliban retook Afghanistan, I actually think <laughs> Lionel Messi is a comparative hero. Uh, so, you know, it's what we were talking about before. It, comparatively, he is a hero. What? hundred percent. It's like when we gave Prince Philip the hero of the week for dying. It was the it was the best news this week. Yeah, uh, sorry, Matt. It, we have we did do that. <laughs> no, don't apologize. It's hilarious. I know. Uh, Matt, who's your... It's okay, Matt. It wasn't a sincere apology. (laughs) 
<laughs> so anyone that's had kids in the past yeah. uh, 10 years or so would have grown up on watching ABC showing a little show called Giggle and Hoot. Oh, of yes. Course. Jimmy yeah. Giggle. Yeah. And there's My wife Jimmy went to school or Jimmy Reese, who is yeah. helping me survive this lockdown by doing amazing YouTube videos. His videos? On, yes. Off the chain. Yeah. Well, the the lockdown, I think he's did, did part 30, 32 or something, and he is a one-man actor representing each of the states. Yeah. It is absolutely hilarious in this, in this situation that is pretty shitty at all up. Seeing these awesome videos and things coming out of it and being able to laugh at it has been bloody brilliant. So for helping raise my kids 10 years ago with Giggle and Hoot and now making me laugh my head off as he's now left Giggle and Hoot and now he's doing YouTube videos, Jimmy Reese is my hero of the week. Oh, Matt, that is... See, Adam, I told you he'd be a great replacement for Phil. I told you. Um, How can I I compete with with that? Now, I, I... what? <laughs> I'm not fucking having that. Uh, but I, I can't compete on the authenticity front. I'll give him that. But uh, sorry, I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the video. What? What's he? What does he do? What's um, he been doing? So he repre- he represents each of the states. So um, he'll oh, wait. No, of course I've seen. Yeah. Is that Jimmy Giggle? Jimmy, yeah, it's Jimmy Giggle. Holy! Sh- I had no idea that was him. I thought it was just some guy. It was like the m- the Trump yeah. miming gal in America who just suddenly became famous. Is that him? That's Jimmy Giggle. Yeah, he's holding the you know whenever he does Sydney, he's Hello. holding the coffees and he's looking down at yeah. Victoria and he's looking up at Queensland and all that stuff. Yeah. Holy! Uh, and Tasmania, Hello, I don't remember me. Yes, he, absolutely <laughs> hilarious. That, that is uh, going from. A high-pitched voice, which I don't know how you do a high-pitched voice for a good 20 minutes to a puppet. Um, uh, his voice must have stuffed over over that. But to what he's doing now, he's oh, that's a great hilarious. nomination, Matt. I mean, that's front runner at the moment. I, I, you know what? I did not know that was him, and I have learned something today. That was <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that, he, yeah, great well, I pick. Thought great pick. Dogs mm. lay eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Adam. All right. Um, so yeah, to, <laughs> well, I don't know. Just before I jump in, though, just that idea of having a very rare sports conversation reminded me of a, it was a time when I was in my 20s and I went out to meet a friend uh, at a bar and she had a, a mate over from, uh, from Seattle at the time. And at one point she left me with him when she went to the bathroom. And so I'm like, so where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from Seattle. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you follow the Mariners, who's the baseball team? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And I could have told him every single play that happened for the Mariners for the last three weeks. What he didn't know is I was in the throes of a strong sports gambling addiction. But we had like <laughs> one of the greatest... Co- remember when Remember when all I did all yeah. day long was bet on the baseball? Yeah. I could yep. have told him everything that happened. He's like, this is the greatest conversation I've ever had yeah. with an Aussie. Yeah. And he was talking baseball. I was like, ah, oh, great. And then I, yeah. you know... Walked away and I'm like, I, I really got to get clean. It was um, just pure gambling that was, was that just, was fueling that entire conversation. It was it was five dollars at a time. It was I was not, I was wasn't selling kidneys, but uh, it was funny <laughs> that that led to the interaction. But um, more to the point, my hair of the week, and this one is actually from about a week and a half ago because we didn't record uh, last week. But <clears throat> in my opinion, this is a true hero. Uh, who lost his life, and uh, this one hit me hard for a little reason. And uh, the man I'm talking about is Trevor Moore, and I don't know if you know who that is. He's the co-founder 
of the comedy series The Whitest Kids You Know, uh, which was a bit of a YouTube sensation. Uh, he sadly passed away. Uh, what has been labeled as an accident, and from what I've, I've been following for the last week, they haven't really elaborated on that any further, which could, you know, could mean a number of things. But um, look, he was just 41 years old. I've been enjoying his comedy for years, some really clever, really funny comedy, some quite dark and offensive at times, my kind of funny, you know. But, but um, you know, he was a published cartoonist at the age 15, had his lo- own local TV show. By the time he was 18 years old, by 20, he had an internship at SNL. This guy just bled comedy uh, in the mid-2000s. He started his, his show that most people remember him, The Whitest Kids You Know. Clips regularly went viral. Um, and uh, this was back before going viral was something that happened every 15 minutes or so. And that's when I knew him. And, uh, you know, he picked on politicians, historical figures. No one was off the, off, off the radar. Bro culture didn't matter. There were no limits. And, uh, and yeah, he, he died last week. And as of recording, you know, like I said, I don't know anything more than it was an accident, but it was something that uh, that I found myself really sitting there and going, I really liked that guy. He was a really, he was a big part of my my 20s and 30s. So, um, yeah, so long, Matt. That's my hero of the week. Do you guys know uh, Whitest Kids You Know at all? No idea, my friend. No, nope. sorry. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> nope. You know what? I'll link one on the Twitter so our listeners can, can at least watch a clip of his work. It's really good stuff. You could have just nominated Brian Henderson. We all would have talked about that. I can still do that. (laughs) Uh, R.I.P. Brian Henderson. I mean Brian Henderson (laughs) of Channel Nine News. All right, moving. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to dad joke of the week, and then let's review this uh, this beautiful pilsner. Um, Dad joke of the week. Uh, I'll start because I got cats. Uh, I got two new cats in my life. Actually, no, I just fucked up my dad joke. I was going to say I don't have a dad joke, and then I was going to say just kitten, but that didn't work. Um, <laughs> it would have been really good. That, that no, makes no. the best dad joke. I think that's a pretty good recovery. Well, yeah. done. well then I was going to say, then I was going to make it topical, and I say we just got new cats, but why are they in isolation? Because their COVID test came back positive. Yeah. Honestly, Tristan, you got to be kitting me. They were told they couldn't leave the house, but they f- found a clause. Yeah, yeah, it works on many levels. I'm not enabling it. Let's thank let's you. moving right along. <laughs> uh, Phil, what what you got for me, bud? So, um, you know, for once, I actually decided that I would attempt to make this dad joke in alignment with the theme of the week being Youth Week, uh, oh, yeah. and so I punched into Google jokes about youth and. Uh, um, after scrolling through a disturbing amount of pedo jokes, I decided <laughs> I decided to uh, to just uh, go with the lamest joke I could find that wasn't disgusting. Um, so, what did the older telephone say to the younger telephone? Go for I don't it. know, man. You're too young to be engaged. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> I like it. So I kept it wholesome. I kept it wholesome. Oh, nice. And I can't unsee or unhear some of those jokes I looked at. <laughs> oh, that was a good link. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. Adzo, what you got for us, boy? Okay, so it's, it's a funny thing because um, I'm glad we raised this topic of, uh, of Youth Week because uh, I've actually got, it's not so much of a joke as it is a true story. Um, now, there's this little oh, girl God. on my street. Uh, she's about five years old uh, and th- there's an empty block next to her. Suddenly, it goes under construction. So, you know, there's builders, there's sparkies, there's chippies, the whole lot of them. They're all there. They're putting a new house together. 
Now, this little girl, she's fascinating. So she starts spying on them through the, through the fence all day, watching these blokes work. Eventually, the foreman sees her, and after checking with the parents, everything's cool, he invites her over to the building site to meet all the fellas. Now, she's a real charm, a real lovely girl, and the boys don't mind her hanging around if she's not on the way, so she ends up there hanging out all week. They find some odd jobs for her to do, you know, sorting screws, sweeping up. She's basically the site mascot. And at the end of the week, the boys do a little whip around, pull together a tiny paycheck for her to say thanks. It's about 15 bucks, the most money she's ever seen. So her mum says to her, you should take that to the bank, you know, start a savings account. And down they go to Rockdale St. George. And this little girl, she's so excited. She's telling the bank clerk lady about her first job, her first paycheck. It's all very sweet. So the bank clerk sets her up. Here's 15 bucks in your account. Here's your passbook. So tell me, Cassie, that's her name, sorry, Cassie, uh, are you going back to work next week to earn any more money? Well, Cassie says, uh, well, if the cunts from CSR can deliver the fucking Jiprock on time, I might. (laughs) (laughs) Love the left turn. Very, very good. Very good, because at that point, all I could hear in my head was that scene in South Park where he's like, and we'll put that into here and over here, and it's gone. (laughs) And it's gone. Uh, But the the, the image of a five-year-old talking about those cunts and their jip rock is, uh, I mean, it's great. It's great. I mean, obviously, you can see, Matt, that the term dad joke is fairly loose. I'd like to see that being used as a dad joke. And I'll tell your kids. I'll tell them right now. Put them on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell them right now. <laughs> you want to go? Oh man, Matt, bring it, bring it home for oh, us. So, keeping up with this week, I've got a joke. Um, what's Forrest Gump's password? Um, one Forest One. Ah, uh, you're such an IT <laughs> security expert. Brilliant! I like it. That's Look, brilliant, I, Tristan. I, I like that joke. I liked all of the jokes tonight, but I have to give it to Adzo because any joke with the C bomb has my heart. <laughs> you boys well, make think, your own choices. I think we didn't. Um, we also didn't vote on the uh, the hero. I think we're giving the hero to Jimmy, aren't we? I think the Globemaster is pretty high up there. Wow, you're giving a vote. The Globemaster is going to be in a lot of photos and it's going to be an iconic thing for yeah. years. That's my opinion. Let's well, get to the airplane, not my mate that died. <laughs> oh, and like, and, 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 and honestly, just ignoring that from Adzo, like the Globemaster, <laughs> what a name, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a heroic I mean, name. I mean, that's, that's alpha. Yeah. That's pure alpha. And I suppose, uh, not not to take it to a darker level, but I guess we're going to also just ignore the footage of the people falling off the same aeroplane. Yeah, so, you it's know, for the best. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, you know, thank you for my for the, for the win, but uh, thank you, the Globemaster. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get back into the beer. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up our segment. Let's get back to our beer. We've obviously, I've kind of almost finished my, I'm about to have my last sip. Uh, kind of looks like the yeah, it looks yeah. like the end of a rose here, doesn't it? It's um, mm-hmm. at the same point. Yeah. Um, my yeah. my view on it is that you know I'll start. We 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 as as you might remember, Matt. We uh, we vote in beards, um, and um, I uh, I give this a three 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 point six beards out of five. 
Um, I think it's enjoyable. Uh, I can, yeah. I've got Raspberry. I've got, it doesn't do anything that doesn't say it does. It's doing, um, yeah. and it's an enjoyable beverage. I don't necessarily want to go and buy a whole bunch more, but if yeah. someone said, here, have another one. In fact, I've got another one because I never was able to give Phil his one. Hey, uh, so, thanks, Gladys. I'm yeah. coming for thanks, that. Gl- thanks, Gladys. <laughs> thanks, Gladys. I'm coming for that. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get you. I'll, to, I'll get you to meet me in the middle of the radius at Centennial Park, Tristan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so no, three point six. Very, you know, an enjoyable yeah, that's, drink. That's a, that's a, that's yeah. a fine rating. I'm going to jump enough. in. Um, I, I, it grew on me. It's not sickly sweet. It's pleasantly sweet. I could easily go a second one immediately after this first. Um, and it's got uh, some intricacies to it that, you know, undefinable uh, bitterness of the background uh, was really quite, it uh, was an interesting drop. So very happy with it. I'm going to give it 3.75. An easy 3.5 for me. Solid beer. Enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, probably wouldn't go again at, at, at the price. I just um, love how we don't actually know what Phil's drinking because he doesn't have the raspberry in it. So he could, he could be going down at... He could be going down, yeah, he could be going down a completely different tangent. Yeah. Could be, but, well, but it's a 3.5 nonetheless, my friend. I like uh-huh. it. Yeah, I'll agree. 3.5, from my opinion, it's very much, it's a beer you give someone that says, I don't like beer. Yeah. Um, well, you it, mentioned that was like the, the awakening yeah. for you was a raspberry yeah. beer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's not sickly sweet. It's not over the top. It does what it says. Um. But having said that, I don't think it's, oh, my God, this is amazing. No. Um, yep. I think the, the flavors and stuff are fantastic. I, I love what it is, but it's not something that I'd sit there and go, okay, I'm going to drink a case of this or a six-pack yeah. of this. No. It's something that, and that's the one thing I like about Bacchus as well, that you, there's so many different ones that you get. The bad thing about Bacchus, it says, hey, fill up a box, you can get free shipping. Even though you're spending <laughs> shitloads of money on individual beers – you're filling up that bloody box to get yeah. that five dollar ten dollar free shipping. Oh, but how much? So but curious. how much did you save, Matt? That's the I, thing. Yeah, you got to save ten bucks after I spent sixty bucks. It's so <laughs> true. I <laughs> that's I, I messaged Adzo and I said, "Dude, you in?" He's like, "Yeah." If we get to twelve, <laughs> if we get to twelve. We get we save fourteen dollars in shipping. And meanwhile, I'm just without blinking, I'm ticking yes on a twenty one dollar stout or something like. That. <laughs> yeah, and it's, the way you set up the web page is always in that corner. It's like you know, one more. You, you Amazing. I, I honestly think I think actually to add to what I said before. No sooner had I clicked, you know, process. I think the next day they come up with their next list of beers yeah. plus a ten percent off deal. So oh, it's yeah. like. 10% off free shipping. And I had, I'd, I'd already started to fill my online shopping cart. And eventually, you know, I just <laughs> sort of put my hand on my other hand and I yeah. said, you know, no, Tristan, you can't do this. You've got to, you've got to move away. So, it's hard like, Personalized marketing done right too, Tristan. Not only did they hit you with the 10%, not only did they hit you in the moment of weakness, but then they also looked at your 12 beers and went, How'd you like a Turkish delight one? (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, yeah, we've got him. Suck it. (laughs) So true. So true. Oh, man. Uh, Hell, they even threw in a Korean yogurt drink. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm still still paying for that. Matt, uh, before we we sort of uh, close off, any... Any sort of... Any exciting news coming up in the craft world? Um, Anything going so there's some interesting new beers. I don't know. Deeds just released today a mint chocolate stout. 
Go uh, on. Lovely. Um, Love a uh, So because we had a deeds last time with the no ticket. Um, yep. So that, oh, was, that was great. Interesting beers. The, the, there's a lot of also keep an eye out for a lot of online virtual tastings. So I know Mountain Culture have a virtual tasting coming up with um, theirs. Mm. Um, I know Bucket Boys does a lot of virtual tastings. I think Carwin Sellers just did a a fast five. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I uh, saw that. That was that was one of those situations. I think it's I think it's five beer. Well, five well, American beers. Five American beers. Plus, but it was like $120 plus shipping. Yeah. And I'm just like, whew, that's... Uh, Knock that's... the shipping off and we'll talk, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and me, I'm just waiting for my next shipment of money from Gladdy B before I uh, strap into that one. Yeah, Gladdy B and the Lucky D. Yeah. It's, I know I was planning some events which have been postponed yeah. uh, and stuff. So it's hard for things to happen, but... They're pivoting to virtual events and there's virtual tastings and. So um, how does that work? That, a virtual yeah, yeah. is that is that you you, you sign up you and they send you the Imagine you're drinking it. I know. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> about right now. It's a visualized meditation of a beer drinking. <laughs> so imagine you're in a Japanese bathroom. That's the word. That's, that's the journey I'm in right now. No, I, I imagine you, you you sign up and they ship you yeah. beers. Is that right? They, they ship you the beers and then you're on a so it. Some are different. There's somewhere they just have the brewer talking at you and talking to you. There's a, a group called The Cauldron that's doing some really, really good ones. Um, and they actually do a podcast, uh, a cauldron podcast, where it's uh, a it, they have a half an hour chat before, hey, how are you going? What are we drinking? Da, 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 da. Everyone shut up, doing the podcast. So they do the podcast and they ask questions. Podcast finishes. Let's have a chat with the brewers and stuff again. Yeah, right. Um, uh, the Bucket Boys ones are very open and just, hey, we're all in one room together. Everyone just chat and talk to each other as if you're at a bar, but staring at your computer. Yeah. Um, but they ship you the beers and they go through a tasting order of the beers and they have the brewer or the guy that made them or someone that sells them to chat to you. There's, Got to do and that. it's not just beers, yeah. it's cocktails, distilleries, a whole bunch of virtual events. Yeah, we should look yeah. into that, I reckon. We could do something like that. It'd I think fun. it'd be fun as shit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Really cool. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us again. Uh, thank yeah, you for introducing uh, back us back us into our lives. Um, sure, obviously, the, the the site is Craft Beer Crew. Uh, come and join us. Have we, we, you know, still aiming to hit every every thousand. We have a we'll have a virtual party, I guess. So yeah. Uh, well, no, I guess get this over for a real one. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So we'll bank them up, and then we'll have. Um, oh, can you imagine it? Our first matches. blowout. We're just gonna go for it. Oh, We're gonna be drinking eighteen dollar hazies like they're, you know, <laughs> like they're fifteen dollar hazies <laughs> with free shipping. <laughs> free hey, shipping. Now we're talking. Well, thanks, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. You know, stay safe, stay well. Uh, you know what's really nice with the community? We're all, you know, we're all in it together. And but you know what? Online, we are able to share our journeys and and our experiences. And there's something. There's something quite family-like with this with this community, mm. which I love. Which is, you know, there's a lot of support. I, I welcome. I have wished Kevin a happy birthday today, just because I felt like this guy's giving me entertainment every day with his um, ridiculous beer addiction, which I 
both jealous and afraid of. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? It's it's this is a fun it's a fun sort of community to be a part of. So uh, yeah. you know, it, it keeps that it now, real. but wait for my peanut brittle goze review. Except for that, that'll change. <laughs> and, and honestly, overall, just thanks for coming in to back us up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. That one was for you, Adzo. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still doing cat puns? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, he will. He'll, keep, he'll, he'll keep it going. Uh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, have a have a have a safe week, mate. We'll chat to you again. Thanks, soon. Bye, 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 buddy. Bye. All right, so we—I don't even think I introduced it in the. I was so excited just to be, you know, we're getting to talk to Matt. We're talking again. I don't even think I I brought up international. You there's, there's two Tristans. There's a Tristan that is normal, functional Tristan who's on top of everything, and then there's a Tristan who has a Bacchus in front of him. Um, well, no, all there's Tristan who's got a Bacchus. Just goes out the window. No, there's Tristan who's got a Bacchus, and there's Tristan who's got two little kittens that are playing. It's very hard not to watch kittens play. I mean, the kittens are pretty I'm, amazing. I'm very distracted yeah. by them in the background. I'm, I'm going to leave that on in the background so you guys can keep watching the kittens, and I can't even see the kittens. That's and right. I'm going to keep yeah. saying kittens. Sounds like those kittens are assembling furniture in the room next door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear listeners, if you're wondering what that rustling noise is, Phil's uh, flatmate is... Phil's uh, out of the studio. <laughs> it's 10.30 in Lockdownville, so that's the right time to build furniture. 100%. You know what the best thing is? We're, we're, we're doing a podcast where it's all about being manly and my, my female flatmate is just outside the door <laughs> assembling furniture on her own. <laughs> I don't hear screaming. <laughs> uh, anyway, I assembled the last piece of furniture for us, so, you know, it's only fair. Fair enough too, mate. It's only fair. Look at my kittens. They're playing with the Minecraft Lego. Um, yeah. Okay, so it is. it was International Youth Day. Now, I had to make sure before we chose this as a subject, I had to make sure that um, International Youth Day wasn't a religious thing for some reason i always thought it was like a, oh yeah it wasn't like hill song there is a youth day which is which is a religious thing i believe that it's something to do with christianity but no apparently this is about there's, raising there's the youth to, week isn't there maybe it's youth week yes which is about i think which is run by the church but International Youth Day is uh, is a chance to raise awareness of the need to ensure the engagement and participation of youth. Totally. And so, and, and, and you've checked it's not Hillsong related because this would not be a good time. Uh, a good couple would, of weeks. This would not be a good time <laughs> to be talking Hillsong. And, and for any listeners that are confused about the lack of the TBA rap this week, we just thought we'd let you know that the news was frankly too depressing. Uh, from mm-hmm, Afghanistan yeah. to the surge of Delta to pretty much everything else apocalyptic. All the way through to Sean Locke dying tonight. We thought... Yes. We- 100%. And so we thought, you know what, let's just skip the news um, with much love to all the people around the world that are suffering um, and simply feel. relive our youth when things were better. Uh, so here we are. a much better time. <laughs> yep. Um, Although there is one engagement party I'd like to bring up. Unfortunately, I think Tristan's <laughs> related to many of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great to see people celebrating new love? I love it. I was going to $50,000. That's kind of the most expensive engagement party I've ever heard of. I was going to bring I was going to bring up um so last week or the, you know we didn't do record last week but like I was going to bring up last week uh the pri- the pride that engulfs my heart of uh one of my very own Jess Fox winning gold uh for Australia. Amazing. And hasn't 
hasn't the Jewish Australian news taken that on board? And <laughs> and and now it was a glorious it was a glorious couple of weeks for the Jewish community. We had it. <laughs> you guys and- were back. <laughs> and then these stupid pricks in Melbourne. God, it's just like not okay. I'm sorry. Not only did they have an engagement party in the middle of a pandemic against the law with like 70 people, many of them high profile doctors and such, but they recorded it and put it up on Facebook. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know how, how did the video get out? Basically, yeah, someone recorded it. It's like, I'll just stick this up on my social media because, you know, everyone should be allowed to be involved in this, not even thinking for a second that this is hideously against the law. You know what's, you know what the worst thing about that is that everyone like kind of says, you know, this is this is a huge blight on the fact that, you know, Jews are kind of you know, almost frowned upon because, you know, they're they're lawyers and doctors and edu- <laughs> you know, it's like they're still stupid enough to do this, you know, so don't <laughs> give us a little bit of credit, right? We're not we're not as uh, doctory and lawyery as you think so we are. So your argument, Tristan, is look, this just proves we're as dumb as the rest of you. Um, exactly. Dear Lord. Exactly. Dear Lord. It's actually silver, silver lining. So, in fact, that engagement party, hero of the week Absolutely. for the Jewish community. I, you yeah. know what? I like to think that they posted that on social media and Dan Andrews himself showed up to their door to shut it down in his North Face jacket. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just patrolling the hashtags on social media looking for people who are trying True. to have a bit of fun. Um, I understand one of the attendees of the party has already found a way to make it tax deductible, so it's not too bad. <laughs> Adam's allowed to make those jokes because his last name is I'm, Adekiewicz and he's true. Polish. So it makes sense. He's got a, you can't make anything, Phil. I oh, know. All I can do is laugh and even that's probably too far. Yeah. He's down there what, on your island. What's your multiculturalism, Phil? My name's Phil Ho- yeah, Phil Haynes. I'm from Queensland. It's like, you better not say a thing, I'm, buddy. I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm like deeply white. Deeply, <laughs> deeply white, man. Your Edward Scissorhands white. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't know it because I've been getting a bit of sun lately, but underneath <laughs> this tan skin is a very white man. Um, um, can I can I throw it back to just talking about Hillsong before? Can I say one of one of my... <laughs> can um, we not? Pri- no, no, no. No, this is a good thing. Now you're attacking my, proudest- my culture and religion. <laughs> <laughs> one of my proudest moments, um, I was, I would, I'd taken a golf... Um, a golf uh, trip a, a bunch oh, of golfers yeah, to the hunter valley to the hunter valley and yeah. um we happened to it was just basically my group of golfers and the hillsong like annual convention yep. and yep. so it was completely sold out the polo so shirt convention i think they call it <laughs> us drinking and the rest of them were were hillsong and they had put up a, a marquee outside the the main they restaurant love area. A marquee, so we'd all they? been love they a marquee and they, we'd all been drinking beers you know and we were in the in the sports bar and I don't know why, but for some reason we thought, like, let's go outside and see what's going on. And, and they were all mingling. None, no one's really sort of having many drinks. But they had this huge buffet set up. So I think, I don't know how it happened, but someone dared me or we were talking about it, said, go just join the buffet and grab food. Yeah. So my crew just went and joined the Hillsong crew and just pretended like we belonged, just grabbed some plates, just went there. <laughs> we took food. We took desserts. I brought platters back to our table. I mean, to be fair, it's a, it's a, it's a conference event. So there's... A, it's bottomless. Yeah, huge. Yeah. It's bottomless. Yeah. But still, I felt like I was getting a little bit back, you know? I felt like I was okay. getting a bit back. Just Okay. <laughs> That's my revenge. Say, kill, kill it, killing their god wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know what? Jess Fox <laughs> had turned that around. Jess Fox had, had <laughs> made things okay. And then these stupid idiots in Melbourne go ahead and do this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to youth day. So, top things about being young. Yeah. Let's move on to youth day. And my wife has just walked in and uh, you can ignore her. She She's, just so you know, uh, Lindy, the boys are watching the kittens uh, play. I was um, enjoying that. On. Please don't take them away. And you're also just showing them your butt as you were doing that. But still. So we move on. Um, we're talking about International Youth Day. So our theme is uh, our top. Uh, was it, are you, do you guys do five or three? I wasn't sure. I did five. Oh, okay. We'll do five. I've got five. Yep. All right. We're doing our top five. I, I, I know that. We were doing top five uh, things about our youth <laughs> and being young. <laughs> as discussed. Uh, because we, we literally, I've looked at what International Youth Day is and I've only looked at the first line that comes up in a yep. Google search. Um, there could be a lot more to this. But we thought, you know what? Let's let's link this back to what is awesome about being young. Uh, so we're going to count those down. So, you know, what? I'm going to throw it off to Adam. You're number five. Yeah, okay. All income, no matter how small, is 100% disposable. You know I mean, nice. When I was 16 years old, sure, I was making $7 an hour at Macca's. A little bit mm-hmm. more than that if it was a Sunday or a public holiday. But you know what? There was nothing to spend that money on besides myself. If I wanted to buy a copy of GoldenEye for the N64, well, I didn't have to justify that with anybody. I had the money. It's in the account. I can spend it on me. Nothing else. And that I cool. really I really miss that. I really yep. miss that, guys. Yep. Yep. I miss that too. Just any money you had was just on whatever you wanted it to be. It's all spending money. Uh, Phil? Um, my number five is um, the fact that when, when you're young, and, and this even extends really into early adulthood, is that you're actually expected to be a dumbass. Um, <laughs> and the thing is that when you get older, you're still a dumbass. It's just that some people have some expectation that you're not. Um, yeah. And so just being able to go through life and do stupid shit and most people just kind of shrug it off and go, ah, he's, you know, he's young, he's still figuring he's it out. Kid. Um, yeah. You know, whereas when I do that now, they're sort of looking at me like, the beard implies wisdom. Um, and you're really not living up to that. <laughs> yeah, no, my number five was actually no, there's no expectations. Ah, yeah, so I'll live yep. straight into that. Yep. Beautiful. There's no expectations. Yeah. You, you can do whatever you want to do. Yep. And, you know, a great case in point is, and I don't know if this is anyone's in, in their top five, but great case in point is uh, the fact that, you know, you're not a you're not tried as a, an adult until a certain age. Yep. And, you I know, hadn't even thought of that. Under that age, you're, uh, you know, yeah, he's a kid. Yeah, you he's can have as many mistake. engagement parties as you want. And, and honestly, I feel I underutilize that window. Somebody needs to sit you down <laughs> at like 13 and be like, you got a five-year yeah. run here, kid. <laughs> really enjoy yourself because later there's going to be very real legal expectations of you. But until then, you know. Yep. Yep. Set some fires, mate. That's right. Start some fires, sell some weed, yeah. smoke some weed, do it all. Get in. Fucking okay, no. Uh, uh, Adds up. You're number four. Yeah, okay. Number four, mates. Uh, the best fun in the world was just a good hangout with your mates. It's all you needed. Maybe you can bag a few beers. You know, maybe you could just spend some time playing Xbox. Maybe just go to the park for a kick. The time with your mates was the best. I mean, it still is, sure, but you don't really get to do it anymore. So I'm going to go mates when you're a kid. Hundred <laughs> percent. And, and sneaking sneaking beers, or in my case, rare, uh, ready to drink bourbon and colas from from your mate's dad's fridge, right? Um, oh yeah. And sneaking them at like eleven o'clock at night when you're still up playing video games. It's like not a care in the world. And you don't need it too. 
And you're a badass. That was the best yeah, part. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. I'm just gonna just for shits and gigs because I reckon uh, your mates are way better when um, you can just re- go to Vegas or Texas. Oh, hey, yeah. you're getting married. Uh, okay, cool. Let's just go to Texas and do whatever we want. So, you know, so basically, you know, Tristan, you know, um, you personally, Tristan, are in a rare situation with your relationship. <laughs> you know that, right? I, I also you know, not all of us because you're like, so sweetheart, I'm off to Vegas for four weeks. Just like, okay then. I, I just want to note too that Tristan basically said um, he, he doesn't mind doing that when he's an adult because he can just fly off to the two places in the world where you cease being an adult while being an adult. Like you've gone <laughs> to the true, child's yeah. playground equivalent of when you're older. So yeah, um, I feel like you're you're kind of arguing in the case here. Yeah, that's actually a valid point. Um, Very true. My number four, and this could be applied to various different stores, and this is a bit of a throwback to our Lego episode, but that um, when you're younger, it's acceptable to lose your shit at the Lego store or in the Lego (laughs) section and just be like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Um, And people don't, um, you know, call the cops. Yeah, just uh, over-the-top enthusiasm in general yeah. was just a nice thing. Yeah, like now you think, have to, everything's um, going to be restrained. That's it. You're not allowed to just run for no reason. Yeah. If you're going to run, you better take time to put on some jogging gear or people are going to think you're some kind of weirdo. Absolutely. When you're a kid, you can decide, oh, I'm just going to fucking run to the next suburb and no one looks at you twice. Yep. I you're think you're forgetting about um, our special guest, Anthony Kotovich. Uh, I, I reckon he would uh, act like a child when uh, when a new Lego right comes Lego out. Set. Yeah, <laughs> I... I think that's again. It's another thing which you know, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you can't do it, Tristan. I'm saying that people generally frown on it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people will. Was it? But society won't accept. They won't it. love it. Yeah. They certainly won't love it, Tristan. They They're not ready for it. Ah, uh, nice one, buddy. Yeah, I, I that kind of tie. Uh, yeah, I'll come back to my number one, but that's what ties into it. Um, my number my three. Number, uh, number I four. I haven't, I haven't done number four. Oh, you haven't done it. Go for yeah. it. Oh, you. My number, my number four is that when you're young, you still get to have sex for the first time in your life. Okay. So you know, it's ahead of you. Like, uh, it's uh, it's an experience. It's, it's not the disappointing situation you have right now with your <laughs> wife sitting there right next to you in the room. Hey, honey. <laughs> um, no, so Love I, you know, you. you know, <laughs> and your wife is this as, piece of pie. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> there is this anticipation when you're young, uh, especially yeah. when you're a teenager, that you know you're gonna your first kiss, whether that be your first intimate moment, your first kiss, the first time you actually have have sex or anything yeah. like that. It's it's a it's obviously a very special thing, and and it's something that you know is talked about a lot. And I think one of the you know not to get too serious yet, but one of the sad things about society at the moment, what I what I hear a lot of, is that obviously that that youth has gone away, that that sort of innocence has gone away because of the internet and because of society, and, and it's really shocking, and it makes me very scared for my for my kids. But you know that anticipation of that first time was was huge, was huge, and and whether the first time actually you know matches up to your expectations of it is is another is another factor. But sure, the idea Dad. that 
you've got that. <laughs> no, it's am there. I so out of touch? No, it's the children no, it's that the are wrong. Hundred percent. So yeah. Well, that's what. So, like, no, on, I, on one level, I'm disagreeing with you, Tristan, because you're basically saying the best thing about youth is the part before you've done the best thing in life. Um, <laughs> but the bit that I like, like where I agree, is more the first. The firsts of each of them, where like the, the fucking surge of hormones and and, and the, the the process yeah, yeah. of discovery of that is tell me awesome. that tell me the tell me not tell me that the that the best part. We actually feel this might not be you because I know you don't really like flying that much. But tell me the you know for me sometimes the best part of a holiday is that time when you're in a taxi or being driven to the airport. The anticipation. The yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and you get there, and you're just like. I've got this entire holiday ahead of me. The problem so, is once you start, always holiday, says the Friday afternoon just before the boys' trip starts is the very best couple very of best. hours of his life. Yep. Yeah. Look, yep. I don't know if you boys have seen. Uh, I think it was American Pie two, but you've got to understand that as a man of tantra, I, I am always pre-coital, um, or <laughs> yeah, or I'm in it. Yeah. So you know, I'm still living that energy, um, and it's we a, are talking to a tantric to expert. Yeah, you know what, Phil? You don't get to weigh in on on my choice. So yeah. <laughs> Phil's lived his life just ready to burst. Okay, Adzo. No, I just want to jump on your topic. No, I shouldn't have said it that way. (laughs) I just want to jump on your topic for a moment. And that's, yeah, like you said, there's something, even though it's a little bit superficial, that idea of, you know, falling in love with a new person is something so exciting and interesting. And, you know, every time it's different. And that's something that, yeah. Like when you when you're a kid, when you're young, that's it seems to happen all the time. But uh, and maybe it's, it's, it's it carries the same weight as falling in love with a new band. But uh, because you're such a tumultuous emotional time as, as a as a younger person, then it carries so much more weight. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about right now because my number three is my freakish metabolism. Now I used to scarf down a large Macca's meal on the way home from school and roll in, sit down for dinner, ready to go. Yep. I would eat an entire packet of Arnott's, the cream biscuits, yep. wash it down with an entire liter of milk from the carton, feel nothing, yeah. change nothing about nothing. my body. Nowadays, I feel bloated and sleepy after I share a curly whirly from Chemist Warehouse with my wife. <laughs> like This is where I stand right now. So that's, what I, that's one thing I really miss, just being to smash down no matter how yeah. much food, doesn't matter. And yeah. you just absolutely no it. doubt, and I have a I have a very specific one of that style later in my list. Um, That's so true. But the, I, I watch the kids uh, just like at, at, at Macca's just eating whatever. Like, there's no. I, I know, even though maybe look, maybe they are going through their own little mental issues. But I'm just looking at them, going, these guys aren't thinking about any of the ramifications of this right now. <laughs> no. They don't need to. No. No. No, they're just they're just eating the lucky charms, and it's fine. Um, so, <laughs> you remember when we did that? So, I, and it was <laughs> that, that's honestly my favorite episode so far, and that was almost a year was ago great. now. Um, that was great. So, so my number three is very specific to our age bracket, even for both of us. Um, and for me, I honestly believe that that we grew up in the single best time to be children in human history. Uh, because we grew up in the age of the Nintendo 64. I just, I can't even begin to express how much joy that thing gave to me and my Mario mates. Kart 64 in particular. Oh, man. Mario Kart just... 64, Golden Eye, Perfect Dark, yeah. Smash, the, the original Smash Brothers, 
you know, sitting the first three D Mario yeah, world. Yeah, the, the downstairs at my place, we had this tiny little TV, but we're setting up the curtain down the middle so we can play four player gold. Now you can't see where the other guys are. <laughs> you know, all this sort of stuff. I'm just like, I, I, there's very little I would trade that for. It was, it yeah. was, it, yeah, just just pure joy in a way that and something so different yeah. in that than there was to like a network game yes. when you're in separate houses, separate you know towns. Totally. Being all in the same lounge room with you know four controllers, rumble packs, and a pizza on the on the coffee table, and you're just playing, scarfing, and just best time Every in the time. world. Every time, yeah. Yep. So uh, okay. you know that um, that for me, it's just you know gaming has never quite captured that Nadir again. It's a good time, but no. I uh, I don't know if that's I guess that kind of ties into my number three, which is um, and this is probably pretty specific to uh, to our age bracket but that is uh growing up in the 80s and uh and and the fact that um everything in the 80s was just awesome and the fact that so many shows and movies and tv shows are actually trying to replicate what happened in the 80s oh, yeah. um, my wife uh, lindy lindy's said that she, that the 80s should be a standardized uh part of youth um that everyone should go through the same you know they you grow up <laughs> Knowing that Back to the Future is the best movie of all time, yeah, um, Ghostbusters is the funniest movie, and all of that. Yep. yep. Uh, the music has that sweet electronica yep. noise yep. to it. That mystique. Yep. That's why Duran, Stranger Duran. Things, Duran. Stranger <laughs> Things was just so good because it nailed that eighties feel, didn't the first season? Oh, the, the Duffer Brothers knew exactly what they were doing with Stranger Things. They're like, this is this is targeted at the thirty to forty year olds that it's going to immediately fall in love with their childhood again. Yeah. And they just did it so well, perfectly, yeah. because, I mean, it was a great era, but I'm sure <clears throat> kids 10 years younger than us would go, yeah, but the 90s. Remember growing up with the 90s? You had, like, Pearl Jam, you had Offspring. It's like, yeah, but I love the 90s too, but you're right. There's something about that 80s innocence. You Look, know, I, we, didn't, I, we, didn't realize, we didn't realize how offensive things were. You know, you rewatch some of that stuff now. You Even you rewatch uh Ghostbusters, and you're like, why was why was Bill Murray turning up to a date with um a tranquilizer and a needle in his pocket, which he gave to Sigourney Weaver? Or what was the deal with the Revenge of the Nerds? Weren't they all rapists in the end? You didn't have all that. There was an innocence there, and uh, if, it's, a, it's a new if world. That's now. what you call innocence, Adzo. Um, but as <laughs> as a a child of the '90s, you know, I only had the first four years of the '80s. Um, but I'm I'm sort of in the bridge, right? Um, yeah. that, that they're both great decades. But I've, I've got to say, when I look back, the 80s shades it. I mean, The Simpsons was born in the 80s. You know, the Master System coming out. You had all of these different different, different elements. And then you look back to the music, yeah. and, and I love a lot of music that came out in the 90s, but my word, the 80s had just so much iconic stuff. It's so definable. The Jedi. It's so definable. Eighties rule. Um, yeah. And one of the one of the things that I really loved this week, um, getting out for some for some exercise on the tennis court with my mate Vic, who's got a uh, uh, now eighteen month old, two year old son, um, who has been trained on what Back to the Future is, and he plays Rocket League with a DeLorean. And uh, oh, this wow. last couple of weeks, his his son has figured out that that's Doc's car. And so when okay. he was playing with the DeLorean on Rocket League, his kid came in, pointed to the TV and said, Doc's car, Doc's car. No, um, that's so so that's a kid that's actually being raised on Lindy's idea that, that 80s should be like a, a foundation stone of childhood. and and Everybody should get a decade of the 80s. Honestly, I, I, I'm not worried about the future generations hearing, hearing 
you know that that those are his first words. <laughs> my, uh, my 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 wife is. I would you know, say the the best psychologist in all of Australia, and if she says we should standardise the eighties, then I think we should listen. Strap in. So uh, I think it's a good call. All right, uh, Adzo, you're number two. Number two. Um, do you remember? Do you remember that feeling like you had your finger on the pulse? You know, no. like everything was made with you now. in mind. You knew all the latest music. You played all the latest video games. You watched all the new movies. You understood the latest tech. The world was designed, built, and updated with you specifically in mind. That was a feeling. That was a t- and I had that feeling. You thought, oh well, I'll always be on top of everything. You know, I'll look at my old man. He doesn't know how to play Nintendo. I'll never be that guy. I'm the, I'm that guy now. Like I'm barely keeping up. I'm certainly not keeping up when it comes to like movies and music. So I miss that. I miss that yeah. one. That 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 moment where I was on top of everything. Yeah, you you used to be with it. And then they changed. Now I don't what know what it is. <laughs> it was, and now what is? It? Now what? What's it? You're not. It. I kind of, I fucked up that yeah. line. But uh, <laughs> uh, Phil, your number two. My number two is discounted things. Having that sweet, sweet <laughs> student card cool. that cuts oh, everything yes. in half yeah, price. I can't believe I didn't even think of yeah. that. Everything was cheap. Yeah. and I mean mm. it's cheap because you have no fucking money. Um, but all of that money is disposable. So, you know, it's yes, um, it you is. flash that student card, half-price transport, half-price movie tickets, fucking, you know, the whole world's your, your half-price oyster. You're getting paid seven bucks an <laughs> hour, but that seven bucks has more purchasing power, baby. That's true. Yeah, you really are sheltered from the realities of what life costs, aren't yes. you? you are. I remember moving out for the first time and... Uh, moved in with uh, with Freddy and yeah. we did our first ever we went to supermarket we're excited you know we're, we're men we've moved out of go home shopping. Yeah. go shopping and then you start looking at the cost of everything you're like oh shit that's how much toilet paper costs it all Wait, adds up I gotta I gotta buy this every week yeah <laughs> I tell you what, though, man, what now? when I discovered that you could get um, the Coles brand version of those wafers that are like the triple wafers for like 55 cents oh, yes. a hit, I pretty much subsisted on those. <laughs> I just Yeah, just cereal for a while. or yeah. um, and, and actually, it's funny. We've just got, as I said, we've got cats now. Even that, it's like starting to think about all the costs that come with that, which I just yep. took for granted when my mum was just paying for everything. That's <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. All insurance this money. you got to oh, get you pet to, insurance. You have bro. to feed the animal. You have to get insurance. Yeah. You have to do all of those you things. You have to clean their yeah, shit up. So... Uh, True, but there was a there was a beauty of um, just kind of being able to live a cheap life, not worry about things, no statuses. It was just what yeah, it was. There was a distinct yeah. moment when I reworked my budget. Um, I remember uh, in in my final year of university, and I unlocked thirteen dollars a week, which happened to be exactly what oh. it cost to get a jug of Cougar bourbon and Coke at the Guild Bar. <laughs> And I was like, this is revolutionizing my week. Like, this is amazing. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's the, 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 the best of times and the blurst of times. <laughs> so true. All right. My Wonderful. number two is, um, uh, I don't know, maybe this is eating into your number one, but I'm just going to say either Christmas or birthday morning, but probably Christmas morning. Oh, good where, call. Uh, yeah. You'd wake up and tree was, you know, this could, this could apply to any holiday, Easter or whatever, but really Christmas, yeah. you'd get up, 
go down tree. I mean, look, you know, not everyone did this, but yeah, Christmas presents underneath, and then it kind of goes back. And this is what I was saying before. It goes back to you know getting so excited about a new Lego. I, I mean, I think some of my fondest memories as a, as a child, some of my some of my only memories really of a child are those mornings where I open up, you know, open up the wrapping, and it's this pirate ship Lego. Yeah. Or uh, I think I, I still remember the first time I ever opened uh, the first edition of EA Sports FIFA football for the Sega Mega. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. Wow. Uh, just those sort of memory burns of the first time yep. you opened this press. But that feeling you had in the morning of, of just... nothing like it. This is yeah. the most exciting thing ever. I'd and love I, to know what it feels like now to not dread Christmas. Because <laughs> nowadays it's just like, oh fuck, have I got gifts for everybody? Oh shit, I haven't put the lights up yet, and everyone else on the street has. Oh, I've got to wrap this shit before tomorrow because I got to go to mum and dad's for breakfast, and then I'm at this other thing for afternoon tea. And like when you're a kid, it was just like, it's all me. This day was made for me. I'm waking up. There's gifts under the tree. I'm 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 opening That's those right. for two hours, and then my parents are gonna get up and gonna put a big breakfast out, and then more people will arrive also bearing gifts and just making my day even better somehow. And it's just, yeah. Yep. I had never given it. You've got to create no. those moments for others now, Adzo. It's over. No, I'm not going to do that, Philip. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I, I, you know, I have to self-confess that uh, I took advantage of Christmas as a child. And as soon as I became no longer uh, youth-like, I yep. took advantage of my Judaism and hid behind it. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid nice. any sort of Christmas obligations nice. moving forward. Yeah. So I am. I'm impressed you got Christmas as a kid. That's great. Yeah. You know sides. what? You got to fit in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, so that that's my pick. Uh, all right, Adzo, you're number one. Drum roll. Number one. Okay, here it comes. Recovery period. Oh yeah. It was like nothing. <laughs> you want to spend the day running around, climbing walls, surfing, boozing, whatever it is. You come home, one good sleep. Not even a good sleep. Three hours, you're back to normal. These days, I awkwardly reach behind myself in the car to grab a, my sunglasses or a snack, and I could do my shoulder for a week. I've considered a trip to the physio after one bad yawn. Yeah, It's fucked yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember how good it used to be? Yeah. Yeah. It will never be that again. I'm on borrowed time. I feel like ancient pottery over here. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, I miss that recovery period. Yeah. Yeah, you're like the world's cheapest Ming vase. Um, yeah, my uh, and and to precariously placed in front of an opening door. To that, to that exact point, every now and again, I just think back to there was a year of my life um, during university time when I was um, smashing the bourbon with a mate of mine every weekend, and we'd go yeah. through the bottle, and I'd wake up the next morning at about seven a.m. and I'd be like, I better go jog this off. And I'd put on my runners and I would jog the five blocks from his house to Macca's. I would grab a bacon and egg, a hash brown and an orange juice for each of us. And I would jog back in the Queensland heat in the middle of summer and be like, awesome. I've shaken it off. Uh, I've sweated out the poison, boys. I'm back. Honestly, I I hate myself for even saying it. uh, It was a good time to be alive. It was a good time time to be alive. Great pick, Adzo. Great Very picks. good. Great pick. Yeah, great number one. Uh, Phil, you're See, number one. See, my number one, I think, was Adzo's number three, which was all about that metabolism and just being able to pretty oh, yeah. much fucking nail anything and have no repercussions whatsoever. Like, I have vivid memories of basically, like, I'm super hungry today and eating, like, a loaf of bread 
um, <laughs> like, like and toast and just in a tin of Milo and, with a spoon, exactly, and just making piece <laughs> after piece of toast and massive butter and Vegemite. And I have like one piece of Vegemite toast now, and I have indigestion for twenty four hours. I have to lie down for half a hundred percent. Whereas then I've just and, and not we're not talking like fucking ciabatta or sourdough here either. This is wonder white. All right, it's barely food. Yeah. And yep. and I'm just like, just get it in me, all of it. Let's go. Yep. Let's just keep it going. And yeah, yeah. Then smash a tin full of Milo, a few extra spoonfuls for yourself as you do. One for me, one for me. Um, <laughs> and you go and you go and you go. And then it's like, oh, I might just go run around in the yard for a bit and then play some. Video I know games. you. You get to a certain point where your age, your age. There's a certain point in your age where suddenly, when eating McDonald's or any yep. fast food. You just feel shit afterwards. Yep. There's yeah, a point the where it's just always amazing. Anymore, yes. And yeah. then there's a point where you just go, I just remember when that happened. Like, I can't, the first time I ever said, I can't actually eat McDonald's anymore because I feel sick every yes. time after I eat it. Yeah. 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 You need a recovery period after you do something stupid like that. And that's- <laughs> I, blame, I blame my wife for that, for giving me a healthy diet and ruining my metabolism. So, you know, in a, in a healthy way, but mentally, not good. Vegetarians. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Psychological it's warfare. Just, you know, so, so, listeners, if you're currently eating unhealthily, don't stop. Because once you stop, you'll never be able to go back. So that just is, keep at I, it. I actually think you push through that. I more. actually think that might That's be so true, true because because I think somewhere along the line, I went on a health kick and then I could never go back. Yeah. Um, Everyone does that, and it ruins yeah, it for yeah. you. It ruins it for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. Good pick. Said, All right, my number one. I went on a health kick and I could never go back. Says the man who has a a Magnum Ego wrapper next to the desk, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and a, and, a, and a fucking Bacchus beer. So uh, you know, clearly I didn't go. That. It's all relative, bro. Uh, anyway, round it with your number one, team man. My number one. Keeping it very simple. In our youth, we weren't in lockdown, so uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the too idea real, of bro. being in lockdown. Too it's real. Too real. Yeah. Wrapping it up. Yep. There was, you know. I look at photos of us in the 80s. We were just living our free life and uh, none of this shit. The only so thing nice we one, were guys. locking down then was good times. Yeah. <laughs> Happy International Youth Day, everybody. Um, thank you for joining us on this very special day. We're not sure what it means. Um, but um, <laughs> could be a religious thing. We honestly don't didn't even know it Frankly, existed we don't want to know. until Tristan sends a running order. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap, uh, let's wrap up the show with... Um, well, not chappy ass, but I do have a quick little Sydney, a, con- a, a, a continued Sydney news that I just want to quickly, okay. quickly say, and then we'll wrap up the show. Dive in, mate. All right. All right, wrapping up the show. Uh, I don't know if you boys remember, um, back, oh God, one of our first episodes when we were doing Sydney news, um, I talked about the Sydney ferry where... The design fault was that the New Sydney ferries, they had a design fault where the the, the, the rooftop uh, deck was yeah. too high for people people to be standing on when they go under some of the Parramatta River bridges. Oh, so everyone yeah, yeah, had to yeah. come inside. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, so con- I just circle? wanted to continue. We, we've come full circle because I just wanted to continue the story because this, this came out about, I don't know, almost two weeks ago. And I've left it here because I, thought I, I needed to bring it up. So not only uh, is that problem still a problem, but the river class ferries um, now are only going to be able to operate during daylight hours due to a design fault in the wheelhouse of the ferries that causes a reflection issue for the crew at night. So um, apparently 
it, there's significant rectification work that needs to take place for these ferries to actually operate at night. And I'm just, I'm not throwing any at fault at Indonesia because no. you know I love Bali and all good. Now, these are Ind- Indonesian built ferries, but at some point, someone has just completely dropped the ball here. Yeah. Someone yeah. has just literally seen something on paper and gone, they sound pretty good. And reality is gone you know someone's it's kind of probably the sea classic what we've talked about before some ceo saying yeah this is this is the right way this is good and no one's actually putting up their hand and going um wouldn't be doing my job if you didn't ask you about the deck so i just wanted to give a shout out to uh to our new river class ferries that has just assumed they've gone do we need to check the briefs do we need to check the designs before we authorize this build and it's like they're an island nation like they're an archipelago they know ferries man it'll be fine Fuck. That's a they, gutsy decision, sir. That's right. That's right. They don't have bridges between those so islands. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, uh, so shout out to the ferry. You deserve, as in my special news, you deserve another shout out for just being spectacularly shit yep. and an incredible uh, example of bureaucratic decision making gone wrong. Yeah. There's okay. an episode of Utopia writing itself as we speak. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually what I was thinking. Yeah. I've been watching uh, Utopia, actually. I've just started it. I'm until like episode three. I, I w- re-watched all of Frontline, and now I'm watching Utopia, and it's it's fantastic. Frontline's, Is it great? Frontline's a good time, but it's honestly been more than five years since I was working for government, and I still can't watch Utopia because it just... Oh, really? It's yeah, just it's, too, uh, too much, it, too true. It's too, re- it's too real. It could be a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can understand that it hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and before and before real. the business world gets too high and mighty, it's got its own fucking dysfunctions as well. But like they just nail that particular governmental um, kind of the kind bureaucracy. of tone. It's just like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Yep. Have they got spy cameras in and they just reenact? I like it. All right, buddy. All right, amigo. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Let's say good night. Let's give the people what they want, which is yeah. the for us to strap the music. fuck out. I think so. Strap out, gentlemen. Peace. Thanks, everyone.